Hello, listeners. Chelsea here. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Fables Around the Table, she is going to be playing Morkborg, so there's going to be copious amounts of bloody, gory, uh, like, death metal-inspired imagery and vibes, so... If you are not in for a sort of intense kind of season, you might want to give this one a skip. Just wanted to make sure everyone's safe. Please enjoy Fables Around the Table She! So thunder crashes, and once again, you stand in front of the building, sewn together uh, chunks of flesh from who knows what kind of creatures. The dreams keep reoccurring. Every night the tower goes bigger and thicker and wetter uh, as more and more chunks get added to it. A rainless storm rages behind it, um, thunder crashing, lighting up making the tower look terrifying and destructive and almost alive just from the light flickering against it. More and more on the outside you see weapons of fallen warriors, bones of creatures you couldn't even begin to identify, and you're overcome with just the stench of rotting meat and the heaviness of of death and dying dreams in this place. Um, Thunder continues to crash and roar until it suddenly is drowned out by this maniacal laughter coming from inside. It laughs with the intensity of a raving madman until a bestial roar echoes throughout your head and shakes the ground beneath you. Uh, The sky flashes one more time and as you look up you can see the corrupted symbol of she that's been branded upon your hand stay in the night sky before you wake up um you guys wake up wake up after camping you guys have been making your way from from Kyrgyz, um after the the fall of adriana's uh palace of warmth <laughs> um it's been a long perilous couple of days um not that you're running low on supplies or anything but just to torben losing most of his equipment in the last uh encounter uh, things have been a little tight for the three of you. Um, and uh, I guess also Paltron is there too, so and also him. <laughs> He's always there. Yeah. <laughs> Just fear yep. juggling. <laughs> um, Torben, this, this journey has been especially tough on you because you, you now have no clothes. Um, the only thing that you've been able to try and stave off the cold with is a, a leftover um, like cape that you've borrowed from Yotna. He can have that. Yotna does not want that back <laughs> after his gross body has touched it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, Torben, you in particular feel just chilled to the bone, even though you guys have left the, the snow-covered area of um, Kyrgyz. Um, what is the worst part about being naked and vulnerable as you travel? Um, so there's probably two parts to this. Number one is... Because of my transformations, um, my, like, it hurts to change shape like this. Like, I mean, my, it's essentially like my bones breaking and rehealing. My flesh, 
like stretches and rips and and all of that and so when i turn back into a human like i'm hurt my skin is like still raw and i have open wounds and number one the cold certainly does not help any of that like this is exposed nerve endings to to the cold winds um and then just walking around barefoot through whatever passes for a road um is just incredibly painful um, first on my feet and then like it just as all this moving in continuous drudgery uh through the countryside just hurts um and the second is um without my mask that's covered up this diseased rotting face of mine um that gets amp that those feelings get amp amplified 10 20 times i'm um, just because it's all right there um and as torben walks um with you guys um what you see is these kind of in some places almost like patches of boils um on different parts of his face maybe an inch or two around um, where there's just all these little boils within that. There's parts where the skin like sags a little bit, like you can see it stretching and starting to like almost fall off the bone. Um, his nose is more or less gone. Um, just all the cartilage rotted away, leaving this um, sort of open hole in the middle of his face. Um, his mouth is just messed up. You can see this sort of mixture of teeth of you know sort of humanoid um you know the his canines um from one of the forms he can take are sort of large and protruding um and then there's you know from the monkey form that you guys have seen you know there's little traces of that as well just with these little tiny sharp you know little teeth and um and within all of that it it's just it's horrifying to look at and it's horrifying to exist with part of the reason Torben had this mask was to spare other people, but also to spare himself the physical pain of all of that being exposed to the elements. Um, so long story short, um, everything hurts. <laughs> Man, it's, is it that gross when I'm being gross? I don't like that. It's, it's not, I'm the one that's supposed to be gross. <laughs> Um, so yeah, for Yotna and, um, Nathair, what is it like having to, to look at this um, for just, days? If I can just throw out real quick, um, most of the time I think Torben's been in the front cause he's sort of the fighter. Um, but as we're uh, walking, he is like consciously like, I'm going to stay behind the other two and just sort <laughs> of give directions as needed. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like they, they can just look ahead. They don't have to like think look or think about me <laughs> Yotna's Yotna's particularly appreciative of that because she does not like looking at uh, her her gross uh, I guess you could call him a friend now <laughs> his her gross friend <laughs> um, she's not used to seeing like or having make eye contact or anything with like weird looking creatures or people um so she is avoiding eye contact 
and uh, definitely keeping her eyes forward. And what about Nathair? Does he have any strong opinions on this this revelation? Um, <laughs> Nathair is probably keeping Torben on the side of his bad eye. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. The eye that has the patch on. That's fair. <laughs> um, that way it's even less of a, it just kind of a peripheral um, view every now and then and just trying to, uh, well, at least somebody looks worse than I do for once. <laughs> um, and, You know, at least you guys are being cool about it. <laughs> <laughs> are they? <laughs> Well, they're not like poking fun at it. <laughs> yeah, you could be. You could be much worse. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> we're just so grossed out we can't bear to look at it. <laughs> You're not like whispering in front of them. Hey, that uggo in my right. Guys, I'm right here. I can hear all of this. Man, isn't it good that ugly people can't hear? <laughs> Um, yeah, so <laughs> this is the, the, the way it, um, you, you guys have been keeping for the past couple days. Um, here's a, a question, though. Do the three of you feel any kind of extra camaraderie since leaving, um, Adriana's? I, I'd say Yotna's kind of, um, a little bit more trusting of the other two now because, um, Torben did kind of try and come to the rescue uh, to her a few times, and so did Nathair. Um, so she's kind of recognizing that and thinking, oh, these these guys aren't so bad, I guess. Um, I mean, Nathair actually remembers your names, like, all the time now, so <laughs> I would say that's as big of a compliment as he could give. A true sign of affection. <laughs> yep. Um... Torben is warming up slightly. Um, not like full-fledged friendship, mm -hmm. but slightly, a little bit more trusting than he was at the onset, or even before we got to Adriana's. Um, just the, the sort of idea that something is, something like big is going on, and we're sort of all in the same boat on this. Um, there's a sense of, I guess, familiarity um, with, or, or empathy, I guess would probably be the better word, that, like, that, that sense that, like, we're all going through this, um, so don't, uh, there, there's no reason to, to make things worse or to push these people away right now. So what I'm hearing in terms of Morkborg, you guys are the bestest friends that have ever existed ever. <laughs> Very true. Yep. Uh, yes. I love it. That was the goal. Ra wrap up. We're done here. <laughs> That's it. In the end, all that matters is the friends you made along the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the end, the real apocalypse was friendship. <laughs> um... Good. So yeah, you guys are kind of like feeling that that new camaraderie between you guys. You've, you know, it's been a long kind of like shocking adventure so far, especially since you left Adriana's and you know we're face to face with um, the Blood Countess Anthella and and Anthella, whatever her Anthelia. name is. I'll that. Um, <laughs> For the dub part, Anthelia. Anthelia. I can. I know words sometimes. <laughs> Um, 
but you're tired and you're cold, but you still sort of have this resolve. Um, you guys are making your way to Sarkosh, where Adriana had directed you. And you know to get there, you have to pass through Graventosk. And Torbid knows sort of this area a little more intimately than the other two. Is that correct? Yes. Um, so uh, Torbin spent all of his life up until uh, the moment he was uh, kidnapped by the Communion of the Balanced um, at a family farmstead um, on the sort of the southern edge of Graventosk um, in sort of the uh, lightly forested area, um, sort of on the southern edge, um, a little closer to Galgenbeck in sort of the center of the continent. Um, so he's like has a passing familiarity with this area um he never really traveled much but he knows like the main roads enough to get uh where he's going yeah and that's like especially helpful right now um as you guys are passing through it's dark and cold and you guys are tired and 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 that kind of stuff um and torben remembers there is a like semi shortcut to to get to where they're going um and to get there, they have to pass through this ancient amphitheater. Um, it's something that has existed on the continent for almost ever. There's been lots of, like, archaeological... Um, ar- <laughs> Is that how you pronounce Close that? enough. <laughs> Close enough. I knew what you meant. Yeah. And really, isn't um, that the point of language? It's something like that. Um, there have been historical digs here to, like, investigate where some of this... Um, like the where, where the structure of this place has come from and who who originally built it um you guys have no idea what the answer to that is and uh even as as a royal you you know you're kind of aware that this is still like a mystery to most people um but as you approach that to take the shortcut um you hear this chorus of um chanting and moans coming from the direction um and you sort of feel this like heavy eeriness in in the air um you know that it's really not safe to try and cut around it um and and try and get through the forest there who knows what kind of animals and and that kind of stuff are are in this area uh so the only way forward is through the the voices thoughts comments concerns um (laughs) would torben know if this is like a supernatural thing or if this is just like people who would be there this feels not like a normal thing and in fact something um gives him like the subtlest reminder in the back of his head of the the communion of balance like maybe you've heard it in a dream maybe you've heard it like while you were captured uh but you you get that kind of vibe from it okay um i'll as we get close, I'll sort of get um, try try and get Yoden and Nathair's attention um, from the, the rear of the party and, and get them to, to stop. This sounds a lot like the people who took me. It's likely dangerous. It would be best we can either fight or go around, but I would advise um, let's not get captured because I can assure both of you that it is terribly unpleasant. Uh, what else do you recommend doing? Where are we supposed to go? Either fight or sneak through. 
then I guess we need to go through. Yotna's on edge, but uh, she's she's cool with not fighting <laughs> and not getting captured. Also, did we did we have like a rest before? Yes. Like along our journey. Okay, cool. Yeah. So um, HP. <laughs> yeah, you're you're at full Nathair. The the two owie points you took oh. from your scroll not working. You can have those yeah. back too. <laughs> And can I use my powers again? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Can I can I fuck that up again? Sure I can. No, third time's the charm. <laughs> third time is the charm. It's gonna be real cool when it works. <laughs> Damn right. Um, yeah, so you guys start approaching this and the chants get louder and louder. Um, the way that this amphitheater is kind of set up, um, there are sort of like thick trees and kind of like boulders and hills around it. So if you guys would like to like take a strategic peek at what's going on in there, you certainly may. Yeah, yeah that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> yes. I would bring Robger up onto my shoulder to kind of assist with that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is just in the open. You don't need to make a perception check about this. Um, so what you see is in the, the, the stage part of this amphitheater you see one guy who's kind of in this um, ceremonial-looking dress. Um, He's got, like, a big headdress with mask on. Um, It's long, ratty, like, terrible-looking robes. Just by looking at them, you can kind of imagine what they smell like, and it's not very pleasant. And he he seems to be chanting by himself. Um, There are two um, stone pillars beside him where the other voices seem to be echoing from. Uh, You guys don't know how that's happening, but there's some kind of magic going on here. Um, And he's just kind of singing and dancing along to himself, uh, having a a grand old time. Uh, The longer he he sings and dances and the longer you watch him, the more the ground starts to shake a little bit. Something feels like um, it's trying to unearth itself um, in the area. Um gonna try and I'm gonna send the bird actually I'm gonna send Roger over to kind of look and see it like what's shaking see if there, we can get a better view by any chance or if something happens if if the if the osprey approaches yeah uh, he flies into the air as as graceful as, as a bird like him can um, and when he comes back he reports that there seems to be three places in the ground that something seems to be crawling out of it um, it seems a little alarming because the ground here has always been known to be kind of like thick and heavy and like very densely compact. So it's not like um, back when you were in the Valley of the Damned where everything was very wet and loose and it was very easy to have stuff kind of like seep out of, you know, the, the ground. Um, but something with like a determination seems to be trying to claw its way out of the ground. Something's trying to come up and do something I don't know what from living around here would Torben know that like one of the features of Gravintosk is like these sort of burial mounds and mausoleums yep you would be very aware of that it's probably undead hmm I would say let's try and go while their attention is on that alright I think I lost my eye over there somewhere. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Torben's going to look him in the face, and I know he has his eye patch. Is his other eye still there? Mm-hmm. It is. 
I'll say, what the hell are you talking about? And sort of start dragging him away. <laughs> Come on, Grandpa. <laughs> uh, my eye, they cut it out over there. They did. These people did. Someone did. I don't know. Here. Yes, here. <sighs> uh, Torben is, like, th- is thinking deeply about how to proceed with this. <laughs> well, it's not as if I expect to go over there and get it back, so don't worry <laughs> about it. Let's just go. If we get it, we get it. All right. Um, so as you guys are kind of debating this, you know, now you can tell that the um, the singing and the dancing is getting much more frantic and intense and louder. Um, the, the sound builds and builds and builds until it's finally almost overwhelming. And the ground shakes more and more until finally you can hear the ground rip from underneath um in in the the um the aisles of of this amphitheater and you guys can see um three they have a name and it's not zombie you guys can see three nods kind of just like climb out of the ground uh they're they're beefy yet decayed beefy boys <laughs> beefy boys <laughs> Um, their movements are jerky at first, but they start to sort of um, realign themselves and start moving a little more fluidly. And as they are kind of um, fighting against the noise to kind of get the bearings of themselves, it almost looks like they are doing the same dance as the necromancer, except it's a lot more jerky and awkward, and it would look more like I'm doing a dance versus like some, a professional dancer. <laughs> Good description. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we try and get, should we try and go past them, or should we try and fight while they're still kind of, like, getting their bearings? Is there, is, is the only way through this place, through where they're at, or are there, is there a way to, like, sort of creep along the edge, um, to, to try get past. Yeah, you, you can try and creep around. Um, you know that there are, on either side of the the kind of circular structure, there are two very, like, difficult uh, like, I don't know. There's there's a deep pit on one side and there's a giant rock on the other, so it would be okay. very difficult to, to be completely outside of it okay. as you move around. Yeah. Um, in, in a sort of hushed voice, I'll say to, um, to Yotnit there I would suggest that we try and as quietly and inconspicuously as possible make our way around the edge what (laughs) we sneak around the edge get as far as we can if we get out without fighting perfect if we do have to fight we hold on for a little bit and but try and make our way to the other side of this and bolt when we can. Uh, okay. Or we could take advantage of them not seeing us and try to ambush them and get a leg up and then run. We are here to survive. We have somewhere else to be. Whatever you want to Great. do. Sneaking it is. <laughs> <laughs> Yotna thinks her idea is better, but 
<laughs> she she follows. Um, yeah, let me check. I think there is a stealth roll. I think it's agility. That would make sense That's to something me. Something I'm actually good at. <laughs> hmm. It is literally the thing I'm worst at. <laughs> um, so for um transparency to get through this area uh without being seen, I'm gonna have you uh pit stop like twice so you'll have to succeed okay. completely on three separate agility rolls um so go ahead and roll the first one and we'll do a difficulty rating of 11 um are all three of us rolling uh, on this uh, or is it yes. one person each time uh the, each each of you uh, okay oh roll. i got i got a 20 oh sick oh wow Yotna's getting the fuck through. Hmm. Eight. Uh, and what? Um. <laughs> how did the fair do? <laughs> um. <got a> five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so here's what happens. <laughs> Yotna gets her wish. Uh, you guys start sneaking around the the outside, and you realize you have to kind of like duck into the first couple rows um, to get bypass like a fallen tree or you know overgrowth or something. Um, and so you duck in, and you're trying your best to be stealthy and and all of that. Um, but something about the music is just so distracting to both uh, both of you, um, Torben and Nathair. That as you get closer, just the vibrations of the loudness of the vo- of of the, the the music and the chanting, um, like reverberates inside of you, and it causes you to kind of um, fall off balance. Um, so instead of being the most sneaky, uh, Yona's been to many concerts, so she this is like nothing to her. Um, <laughs> she <laughs> she doesn't even feel it; she's just fine. But the two of you stumble a little bit just from like feeling the the vibrations. Um, and you kind of stop to balance yourself for a minute, and you realize the the three nods um, have all turned and decided to to look at the two of you. Um, I'm going to once again um, put Ravger on my shoulder uh-huh. and get ready to inevitably take them on because it's looking like uh, plan failed. Uh, Torben is gonna sort of keep making his way around the edge, um, but is sort of mentally bracing for, for a fight. Yeah. Um, does Yotna try and uh, what, what is her response to seeing that uh, her her partners in crime here have kind of uh, flubbed this a little bit? So Yotna's gonna go with her original plan, which was to try and take the enemies by surprise, especially now that they are distracted by uh, her comrades. Um, so she is. What is she gonna do? Um, oh, I don't really have any sort of. Uh, hmm. How close is she to them? Um, I would say that they are about, give or take, forty feet from um, the fair and Torben. So. They're maybe like 50 feet away from Yotna. Um, also notable, the um, the man on the stage um, does not seem to have stopped dancing or chanting. It does not seem he's aware of what's happened yet. Okay. Um, Yotna's gonna try and 
use Poltroon as a distraction. Okay. Um, and send him off to hopefully not his death. <laughs> um, so she's just kind of kind of like he's he's terrified, but she kind of kicks <laughs> him away from her and pushes him out towards uh, the three. Um, what are they called? Uh, the notes. The, the, the notes? Yeah, it's um, yes, N-O-D-H. Um, okay. <laughs> She's gonna <laughs> shove him towards them. Uh, yeah. Is is he doing anything in particular? Has has Yona given him, like, a command? Or is he just, like, fear juggling his way down there? He's, um... He was not given any sort of command. <laughs> he is terrified. Um... So he's probably going to fear juggle. I think that's his only, um, <laughs> that, that's what he falls back on in the worst case. Defense yeah. Mechanism. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he, he does that then. <laughs> uh, tears falling from his eyes, uh, mild shrieking as he descends closer and closer to these zombies. Um, they both, uh, very, or the, the three of them very clearly look at Paltrun and they're like, Yo, that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> that is most people's reaction to Paul Chiron. Um, And you can see them descend upon him uh, very quickly. They uh, start to, like, swing at him. Oh, and <laughs> He's going to die. <laughs> You want to know what I'm picturing right now? Please. Actually, and this is this Absolutely. is like the most accurate thing, is um, Timon and Pumbaa in The Lion King dancing <laughs> as the oh hyenas close in. That is exactly what this looks like. That, that is exactly what that I picture this best. right now. <laughs> Meanwhile, Yotna's frantically waving at Nathair and Torben to get the fuck over to her side. Yeah, Nathair will shuffle as quickly as he can to... Yeah. Um, so yeah, you guys see Paltroon just get like demolished by these guys. Uh, they come up and they they swing at him, and you see him get bit a few times. Um, he's able to like claw himself away um, without dying outright, but he's not looking very good. Um, and now I think I would like you guys to. Roll for initiative. Hello, listeners. I hope you've been enjoying this episode of Fables Around the Table. She. I hope you're as excited to see where this fight goes as I am. <laughs> Um, as a reminder, in case you've forgotten, we are playing Morkborg, a self-described doom metal album of a game. It's designed by Pella Nielsen and published by Free League Publishing. If you can get your hands on a copy of this game, uh, I would recommend getting the physical book. It's beautiful and it's completely worth it. Um, let me introduce you to our players. First up is Josh Medor playing Torben. Uh, Josh is a very good friend to all of us at Project Derailed, and uh, we're so happy to have him play the game with us. Um, next, playing Yotna is Annalise Torella. Annalise is an excellent artist and our resident metalhead, and it has been so great having her talents for this season. 
Um, and finally, Garrett Kimmel plays our favorite old man, the Thayer. Uh, you'll know Garrett from previous um, seasons of Fables around the table, including our first season, Curse. And Garrett is a member of Northern Weather, a Midwest emo band who in the past few months has released their first album, A Shade of Melancholy. If you're interested in checking that out, you can find Northern Weather on Bandcamp and Spotify, and you can follow the band on Twitter, at Northern Weather, but with no vowels in the handle. Um, and I'm Chelsea Rexinger. I'm the art director at Project Derailed, and you'll know me from other Project Derailed podcasts like Cape Chronicles, a Masks actual play where I play Royale, as well as many Fable seasons, including Tainted Love, Tiffany, and our previous season, Candlelight. If you're looking for something else to listen to, I would also recommend um, our first anthology series, um, Firelight, uh, if you're looking for something else to just sort of pick up and keep sort of this vibe going. I am also co-owner of Plot Kindling Candles, a candle business dedicated to turning your tabletop characters into their own personal scented candle. You can find us at etsy.com shop slash plot kindling candles to start the process of designing your own custom character candle today. I'd like to also thank Tom Goldthwaite for working on some of the music used in She. Without the tracks you developed, uh, the, the final product would not be anywhere near as, as good as what you're hearing. Um, so thank you, Tom. If you like what we've been doing here on Fables or one of our other fine podcasts, you can support us on Patreon. Just $5 a month can give you access to extended retrospectives of Tales of the Voidfarer, a D&D 5e actual play, and Cape Chronicles, our masks actual play, bonus content for It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast, and a whole other podcast where the Derailed crew chats about their goings-on. You can find a link to our Patreon on our website at projectderailed.com and down below in our show notes. Another thing you can do to help the podcast is to give it a rating and review on Spotify and Apple Music. If you enjoyed the time you spent with us, that is an excellent way to let us know. Thank you for listening to Fables Around the Table, and please enjoy the rest of the episode. That's just a, what is that again? Is that D? Okay, I need you guys to roll uh, a D6 plus your agility. So a D6. Oh, D6 plus agility. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. I got nah. a big old um, fat one. Oof. Sick. Zero. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I got an eight. <laughs> okay. Um. So the three of you will go first, um, and the order will be um, the fair, and then Neotna, and then Torben. <laughs> okay. So, so Torben, you see uh, Poltroon trying to to claw his way away from these three three zombie friends. Uh, they seem right now more interested in him than they do the three of you, but they clearly notice the three of you once again. Um, I I'm, I'm still just trying to get around what would nathair like to do oh sorry um i <laughs> yeah <laughs> was unaware you're waiting for me I, I thought okay yeah no you you had you rolled the highest so you i did first. roll the highest for some reason i thought you said you rolled higher or something that's no, no, my no. bad i kind of spaced out there for a second <laughs> you're okay um okay they're uh, and i apologize they're how far away from me uh right now they're probably like 45 feet 
Okay. Um, we are going to... I'm going to send Roger down there after them to try and, you know, kind of peck and slash at them a little bit and try and get them off of us so we can continue yeah, um, making our merry way through. Does your bird just do, like, a strength test? Um, yeah, so it says uh, DR10, and then uh, just roll a D4 for damage, apparently. And I and he does have Excellent. HP. So. so yeah, um, roll roll your D20 and see if you can be at a 10. Okay. I sure can't. Okay. However... <laughs> Um, can I use an omen to re-roll? Ooh, absolutely you can. Okay. I'm going to use one of those. I'm going to mark that down real quick. And let's try again. This time with feeling. Oh my god. <laughs> so I rolled a two first. And I did, you know, did the re-roll. And I rolled a nat one. Oh. It, no. it is. Yeah, okay. I'm, this d20 needs to go sit down. Oh. think about its life <laughs> dice jail. so here's the question do you consider your bird a weapon <laughs> um <laughs> technically yeah i mean i have it in the weapon slot oh okay <laughs> so i know that is a fumble oh sure is. no um let me look at the the page for some flavor on this <laughs> And this is why Torben has never had any companions <laughs> ever. So, <laughs> so your your valiant bird flies for oh, no. f- <laughs> flies towards these these horrible creatures, um, and he misses the first time, and he swoops around. He's like, "I'm gonna totally get him this time." Uh, and as he's he dives into the center of this group again. Um, you see one of them like just kind of like chomp wildly into the air mm-hmm. and nips his wing and he lets out a, a, a painful caw as he kind of like crashes into the ground. Um, he, he flaps around trying to like get back into the air, but his wing is just completely destroyed. Uh, blood and uh, like decay from the, the zombies kind of all over it. Um, you you all will hear Nathera let out a cry like you've never heard him do and didn't even know that he could really muster. Um, just yelling out for Robger, and um, I'm going to start heading down towards him. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't want to do that. Oh, no. No, I mean. Why did I, why did I let you have pets? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Yotna is going to yell out for uh, Nathair and kind of grab at at the back of uh, at the back of him, like the back of his shirt. I don't if she can try and like grab him and stop him from running over there. Uh, yeah, Nathair, does she succeed? Um, Nathair doesn't want her to. Nathair is going to try and book it. Uh, yeah, then he he pulls away. Okay. Right, um, Yotna is going to take a moment, <laughs> a very brief moment, <laughs> to decide whether she wants to follow him, and then she decides uh, she she better, um, because now both uh, the fair and 
uh, poltroon are in danger, so she <laughs> might as well. And Nether will um, will yell out, make sure you keep your distance. And you know, generally, that means he's going to try and do something that will hurt you if you're near him. Jotna's kind of going to listen, but she's still going to follow at a distance. Uh, yeah, so you guys descend upon the the trio of, of Node. Um, Torbid, you see this this horrible thing happen. How do you respond? Um, Torbin is going to pull a Vigo Mortensen in Eastern Promises and uh, just charge in naked as the day <laughs> he was born um, after... Um, after Nether and um, um, be ready to to shift and and get into a fight. Yeah. Um, it, so if I'm remembering correctly, it takes one turn for you to to shift fully, right? Um. Yes, a single okay. painful round, according to. Would my you like sheet. to trigger that this round? <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. I mean, since I keep all my like faculties. Um, I, I would know what Nether is getting ready to do, so I know to, like, yes. stay back from him. So I will transform yeah. this round. D6, don't fail me now! Oh, hey! Hey, Nether, what was that about you losing a bird? <laughs> uh, I turned into a bone-skulled raven. Oh. Ooh. Um, so, yes, yeah, uh, Torben is running... Um, he sort of, um, like, jumps, and in mid-flight, you see his arms sort of twist and contort, um, sort of back in, like, to the back of his torso, and transform and shrink down into wings as his, um, rotting face sort of elongates, and the maw where his nose once was turns into this, uh, uh, long, bony beak, and up on top where, um, like of his forehead where all those boils were it just sort of calcifies and turns just into this massive lump of bone um, and that is Torben's turn he's just sort of circling above um, the action for right now I, I, I forgot to yeah. mention um, because of Poltroon um, being there making a distraction on the first two rounds we all get plus two on attack on attack slash defense so that's a thing oh cool neat <laughs> nice so this next round that will help <laughs> yes <laughs> Just well, that out let's there. hope it helps mm-hmm. uh yeah so the the node um now that it is their turn uh they kind of lumber towards Paltroon, who is still crawling on the ground, and they lumber towards um, Ravger, who is also, you know, incapacitated on the ground. Um, they do not attack this turn, but they're looking, uh, ready to to do some kind of something, um, until the three of you notice that the chanting has stopped. Uh-oh. Um... And you see them as they're about to attack Paltroon and Ravger again. They turn to look at the the man on stage who stopped dancing and chanting. Um, he seems alarmed by your presence. <laughs> hmm. 
Um, and he says nothing but points at the three of you. And the three of them turn and, and focus their attention on on you guys. All right. The three nodes are like the people who were there. Yes. Turn their attention to us. Yes. So are, is it six things coming after no, us? No, it's it's just the three. Or that that's what I'm asking. Is it the three nodes coming after us or the people who are like perform the ceremony it's, as well? It's the three nodes and there is only one person on stage. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry if that was not clear. <laughs> for for I thought there was like a like a group of people doing the ceremony. Yeah, no, it, it's one, and then there's two like okay. stone pillars. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I I don't know why my brain turned that into people. <laughs> Probably because I can't speak pillars English. It's very people. difficult. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my dad. It's a stone pillar. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the turn comes back to you now that the node, you, the three of you are very aware that the node are now, have their, their focus set on you guys. My, my turn. Uh, okay. you go first. Um, so how, how close is Roger to me? Um, you're within okay. five feet. I'm going to, uh, scoop him up and put him, kind of like tuck him back in my shirt as best I can. Yep, okay. you do so. Um, and then how close are the node to me? Uh, if you're eyeballing it, probably within five, Excellent. 10 feet. Very good. Cowabunga it is. <laughs> uh, it is time to attempt again for the third time that is the charm to cast death upon them. I believe at you. Uh, this is going to be the time. It's going to be so good. I'm like extra rubbing this d20. Being super nice to it. Um, and don't forget that you get. Uh, I don't know if this it's actually plus. technically applies, but I'm gonna give you the plus two bonus that Yotna uh, gives you for using okay here. Okay. Um, I'm checking one thing here real quick. Come on, I okay. want this to happen. No, it is gonna happen. It is gonna happen. And here's how. Yay! So I we rolled a nine. <laughs> So plus two is going to be at Excellent. 11, so that's not quite enough. However, I'm going to burn another omen uh-huh. so that I can Ooh, lower one's okay. test DR by minus four. Hey, easy. So nice. DR eight, I have an 11, I beat it. So I like to imagine, uh, if you don't mind if I describe. No, um, please. Yeah, I like to imagine like kind of as Nathair is like stretching his hands out these like black tentacles of smoke kind of start pouring from his fingertips and and swirl these node um, kind of from their feet up to uh, their heads as uh, perhaps they begin like changing in whatever way they might when necrosis, even more necrosis is beginning to set in and they take some damage which we'll find out how much that is they do okay uh, they each take 24 uh, points of damage. I mean, you got him. <laughs> 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 so they only had seven hit points. Like, <laughs> Oh, well then. <laughs> so you killed him like three and a half times over. I mean, <laughs> we so- go hard or we go home. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and, and how this manifests 
manifest since they're already zombies as you're adding more like death energy to them they sort of like start to hulk up and there's sort of this like moment of intense fear like oh no did this like accidentally make these beefy boys even beefier um <laughs> and so they, they swell and they swell but you soon quickly realize that this is not like them gaining like muscle mass or something this is more what little like uh tissue body tissue they have left bloating and swelling because there's so much death and decay inside of them now um and soon these pockets of of just death kind of burst and you see them kind of deflate and start to crumble in on themselves um they they collapse to the ground in a pile of of deathly ash that sort of looks like just a, a sickly pile of black mold um and I bet Nathair feels pretty good about himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, after that it's happens, he's going to kind of like lean into Roger and like look at his wing and try and make sure it's not too badly hurt. Uh, it's pretty fucked. Um, it will heal, mm. presumably. Uh, but who knows what kind of infection it's got. Um, the, the wound's pretty deep. You don't think he's going to die of like blood loss or anything, but he is very clearly in pain. Oh, I'll feed him something and pet him and make sure he's comfortable. Uh, yeah. So as you do that and you take a kind of this moment of reprieve as this pile of what once was zombies now sit on the ground, um, you hear this terrible shriek from the man on the stage. <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> the necromancer dancer, some call him. <laughs> some might. <laughs> <laughs> I understood that reference. Could that, could that be the title of the episode? <laughs> huh. It may be. Um, <laughs> the necromancer did. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, but you guys can see him um, like visibly shaking now from fear. This was not what was supposed to happen. And, uh, you know, this old man just walked up and totally blew up three people he has probably spent a long time trying to summon. Uh, and so, Yotna, it is your turn. How would you like to approach this very upset man? Um, how, how's my good pal Poltroon doing? Um, <laughs> he is unhappy, but not dying. <laughs> okay, great. I'm so happy. <laughs> um, alright, how close am I to a necromancer, dude? Um... He is up on a stage, so, like, distance-wise, you're probably, like, 40 feet, but he's also probably, like, 5 feet above you. Okay. Um, I don't really have, like, <laughs> I don't have any sort of, like, weapons. Uh, well, I mean, I do, but, like, one's a femur. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Am I gonna throw it at him? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, uh, so, like, do uh, you just, like, wanna, wanna get closer to him? <laughs> I don't know if I want to get closer to him. Um, can can Yotna try um, talking to him? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Yotna's gonna ask. Um, uh, she's gonna say, uh, "That's that's kind of cool." So you're in a necromancer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, you come here often. <laughs> <laughs> to my job? 
Uh, he very dramatically turns to you, and his dress kind of, like, flips up very dramatically. Um, and he says, Fool! What kind of question is that? <laughs> uh, well, I'm just curious. I've always been interested in necromancy. Um, and I, I was just wondering, how do you get into the field? Ah. <laughs> uh... IDK fam. <laughs> uh, Just absolutely bewildering for this man. Yeah, you can, you can tell he's very shooketh by this conversation. <laughs> like, did you go to school for this? Or? Um... Uh, he, oh, shit, he doesn't have, like... Well, no, the College of Winterhold frowns upon necromancy. <laughs> and she's just kind of going on as he's, like, bewildered. She's like, do you have, like, any maybe, like, intro to necromancy books you might recommend for someone trying to get into it? Um, he stands there bewildered, and, and judging by his body language, you can kind of, like, tell he's not sure how to respond to the situation, and instead of continuing this conversation that he feels like means nothing, he's shocked that, you know, he spent all this work on these bros and they are no longer bros. And now there's this woman asking weird questions to him. He's been dancing all day. This was supposed to be a success. Um, and you see him kind of slump his shoulders in resignation and he starts dancing again. Oh. <laughs> Um, and and he he lets out these kind of intense wails, um, a song slightly different than the one before. Um, and Torben, you're a bird friend. What would you like to do? I am. I'm gonna fly up to the stage <coughs> and just like land on like the front edge, um, like right in front of him, and just look at him. Like, in a way, so, like, you remember in, like, the first Harry Potter book where McGonagall, spoiler alerts, everybody, for the first chapter of Harry oh, Potter. No. <laughs> plug my ears. <laughs> <laughs> where McGonagall is a cat um, just sitting on the wall and, like, people are like, that's weird. Like, this feels like a person watching me, but it's clearly a cat. Okay. Like, trying to give off that sort of vibe. Like, I... Like I'm a a bird just watching him, but like in a way where it's like I don't think that's a, actually a bird. Yeah. Um. And you kind of like give him the the, the glare, right? Um. And you do notice that he missteps as he notices you sitting there on the stage. Um. It doesn't stop him completely, but you see him like notably stumble. He is very embarrassed. Um, <laughs> and I just like keep my eyes on him the whole time. Yeah, and he continues to dance. He picks up his his speed. Um, the intensity gets louder. You can hear the, the 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 stage starts to shake from the reverberations from these pillars again. Um, nothing seems to happen yet. Um, but he continues continues his dance, even though he is very uh 
nervous about these three uh, people who could probably hurt him very badly. <laughs> um, are, are we still in rounds? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, Nathair, what would you like to do? Um, Nathair is actually going to um, cautiously approach him and bring Roger out and say, uh, can you heal him? cute <laughs> get the necromancy to heal my bird necromancy is just a very specific True. kind of healing yeah. <laughs> I like how we're just befri- trying to befriend him now and just leaving Paul Troon to die <laughs> he's fine oh, he's fine <laughs> he's cool <laughs> um the dancer does not respond Bond to your question. He just keeps wailing and dancing. <laughs> um, I'll turn back to everyone else and say, mm, let's keep going. I'm done with this. Yeah, that's, to Yotna, that sounds like a good idea. She kind of like drags Poulter into his feet and uh, starts to head, um, head past the dancer to wherever the exit is. Uh, Torben, do you have something you'd like to do? Yes, uh, Torben is gonna follow them out, but from where he is, um, he's just gonna, like, launch himself (laughs) at this dude's sternum, (laughs) um, on his way out. (laughs) Um, so just, like, a straight shot, like, right underneath, like, in that sensitive spot, like, right at the bottom of your ribs. I cannot for the life of me remember what it's called. Um, but, like, that spot um, with this hardened bone head of his. Yeah. Nice. Um, how much damage do you think that would do? Um, so on on the sheet, like specifically attacks with my uh-huh. head uh, do D6 yeah, damage. Yeah, roll me that Jesus. D6. Um, oh, that fell. <coughs> uh, that's a two again. I don't remember if we add anything to damage or if it's just I'm the pretty dice. sure it's just the dice if I remember correctly yeah I don't think you add strength to it or anything yeah but that is okay because let me tell you what happens <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you as a bird like lock onto this guy um, you can tell the the longer you stare at him the more he's aware of your presence and the more kind of like afraid of you he is. Um, and especially when you lunge at him from the stage, when you take off to, to fly into him, um, he does, he freezes and he like almost deer in headlights, um, as you like fling yourself into him and you do, you, you hit him right there, like in the diaphragm area, like just beneath your ribs. (laughs) What are bodies? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what does it matter? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like at the top of his abdomen, you, you fucking beat him real hard. Um, yeah. And as you do, you can hear just like all of the air just be pushed out of him. Um, and almost more alarmingly enough, you feel like you can feel yourself press through him. Um, and his body starts to like disintegrate around the the area you've pressed into him um it feels a lot like the um 
the the nodes look. Um, and you find yourself, instead of bouncing off like you thought you might have, just passing straight through him um, as his body kind of crumbles and disintegrates behind you. So you're kind of covered in this, like, gross, dead zombie schmutz. Uh, and, you know, it's probably real gnarly and gross and stuff. Yeah. So, like, as after I, like, pass through and, like, recognize what's happened i'm gonna immediately like shift back into my humanoid form i'm um, like even if i'm still in flight and just sort of like tumble to the ground and immediately just <laughs> <laughs> and like just like start wipe trying to like wipe my face and like get all this like zombie bullshit off of uh me. you do it is incredibly gross <laughs> um but you find now that there is a like disintegrated body in this pile of clothes and stuff, uh, that this pile of clothes and stuff could now belong to you, a naked man with no stuff. Hey. <laughs> Look at that. You win some, you lose some, you win some. Um I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get dressed after I feel sufficiently not disgusting. <laughs> um, which is really like there's levels to that. Like I always feel disgusting, but like levels. Um, and I'm gonna can I like look around and see if there's like any equipment or like anything like that this man his like brought here with him hell yeah you can and that's a good question um you search the stage and you find sort of like a a traveling bag that's filled with supplies because obviously he had to come from somewhere um and you find a bag filled with just like normal like day-to-day traveling supplies um but you also happen to find a weapon in there and it happens to be let me roll a d10 here Yay. Ooh, that seems pretty good. Uh, there happens to be a crossbow in there. Ooh. Nice. Uh, with ten bolts. Nice. Um, and a crossbow will do a d8 of damage. Neat. Um, any, like, melee stuff by perchance? Um, you do also find a femur. Yes. <laughs> Oh. That works. I can Fever I twins. can work with this. Um yeah. Um this this femur looks um not that you've seen it before, but you do notice there are carvings in it that um resemble the one on the brand on your hand, as well as other symbols you've seen by the um the, the cult. Hmm. Interesting. This femur does the same amount of damage as my freaking knife did. (laughs) These are equally effective weapons. I love it. Um, And by taking his clothes, it will be the equivalent of having light armor again. Yay! Don't need to change that on my sheet. Okay. Uh, the only thing that is bad about having this new armor is that it totally smells of death funk. Oh. Uh. Could be worse. <laughs> uh, maybe if you, like, pass by a river and dunk yourself in it, that'll help get some of it out, but... 
Um, you also find a handful of silver coins there that might be helpful along the way. Dips. Um, and most excitingly in this pack, you find another thing that is written on the same stationery as your prophecy. Mm. A clue. Mm. A clue. And what it is, is... I did not write down what I wanted it to be. I just have note from Guy. <laughs> That's useful. Good job. Thank- Thanks, Past Chelsea. Way to be a bro. <laughs> and on this other side, a letter. <laughs> it's a Q. <laughs> and on this other piece of paper, um... a message from your parents. <laughs> um. So it's a letter, and... The letter is instructions um, and lyrics to presumably the song he was trying to sing. Um, it's not in a language you necessarily understand, but that seems to be based on the structure of the, the letters, um, what it must have been. Um, below that are instructions on how to get to a, a place. Um, Torben, because you're familiar with the area, you know these directions lead um, further into Graventosk. Um, but the instructions seem to indicate that there is a city here, and you've never heard of that before. Hmm. I will share that information with the group. Mm, a city? That doesn't sound right at all. No, it... It doesn't, um, which I guess leads us to a fork in the road. Do we follow this, or do we keep on our path to Sarkash? There's nothing in this city that we know of, if it exists even. I don't know what to go there for. Yeah, Yotna's gonna um, be on the side of continuing on. I think if our journey brings us back through Graventosk, maybe then, but I think for now we need to stay on the path that that we've been on. Mm, Yes, I agree. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, so excellent. Um, Um, and are, are, sorry, are we getting back into travel? Uh, yeah, we we were just about to okay. wrap up. If there's okay. anything you would like um, to do. <laughs> just a, as we're walking, like, Torben's going to rack his brain trying to think of, like, any folk tales or, like, legends about anything like this. Um, he, whether it's in Graventosk or, like, a hidden city in the forest or anything like that that he would remember that, like, might serve as, like figuring out what this place might be. You remember hearing tales of um so so notably the 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 letter the the stationery is reminds you of the Shadow King. Um and so you're reminded of this old rumor that a bunch of the illegitimate children of the Shadow King came this way and started terrorizing the people through um, through Graventosk and, and um, down towards towards the city. Um, a lot of the times when um, 
people were coming to your farm and going, they'd say that they were, you know, stopped in raids or they lost um, some of their their crops and stuff due to these these demon spawn of the Shadow King uh, running amok and just destroying the 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 countryside here. Um, there are rumors of a bunch of them ganging up together and starting this kind of um, like hideout city um, where only like the the strongest of the gutter scum would go to live um, nobody has ever seen this place before nobody knows what if it has a name nobody knows um, what it would look like but for something to be as hidden in a place as well traveled as Graventosk um, it doesn't sound ill similar to this um, when we set up, like, camp for the night, I will, like, tell Yotna and Nefer, like, what I remember hearing. Uh, does this tale inspire anything from, from either of you? Mm. It sounds like complete and utter bullshit, Torben. <laughs> Yotna's got nothing. Well, whether... <laughs> Well, whether or not it's real, I think the moral of the stories are keep your guard up while we're go cutting through Graventosk. That's fair. Mm. Yes, yes, I will. Yeah, so you guys settle down in camp. You finally, like, stuff some mud and stuff and poultrons for wounds so he stops bleeding all over the place. Um, and as you settle in for the night and the sun starts to set, uh, will one of you re roll me a d6? Annalise, you should do it at your turn. Alright. That is a 6. A 6, excellent. Let me find the page here. Uh, you guys settle down, and uh, the thought you're left with as you settle down for the night is Lathiathan shall come among you. Children winterborn and fated to fall before the snow, both shall it take. And that is our, our session. Cool. I hope you guys like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
Hey, uh, that comic you were picking up ended its run, but it looks like the company printing it as uh, something new out. And he hands you a comic. On the cover, a city along the water at night, searchlights across the dark sky. In each light are four faces with names in contrastingly colorful font below them. Falcon Girl. No, he would not be impressed. He'd be like 50 times more pissed than he already is at me. Royale. Yeah, watching and seeing what happens isn't stopping the crime. Remix! Am I the only one confused why Quasi can whisper? Quasi Raptor. Quasi never gets to eat. Above them, in white font with yellow bordering, the words Cape Chronicles. Available every first and third Wednesday of each month starting March 2nd, 2022 from Project Derailed, wherever you get your podcasts. It is cramped in here. I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know yeah. of them. Do you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy we shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely. Didn't know at all the people. That was crazy. Holy fuck, Mike Mitchell! Why? Well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies. Justin McElroy, grab your tongue, grab your tongue, and I want you to say Our "born tongue. on a pirate ship." Bum on the pole ship. You were born on a pile of shit, and many more. So check it out. But also, if you don't like bare naked ladies, we talk about them probably like a third of the time. So. Uh, yes. That's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We can make a board game about it. Back on Toral, I was a nobody. I got teleported out here, and here I'm something. I'm somebody. The Voidfarer begins maneuvering towards this 200-meter-long space whale. To handle one of these, you need grit. Is that something you have? I'm a tiny little guy. Of course I got grit. If you tried anything, it would end very poorly for you. This alithid dreadnought warps away, accelerating to spell jamming speed as quickly as they arrive. Who the fuck? <laughs> What am I trying to say here, Ravnus? That we're crew. I like that. We're crew. That is a natural one. <sighs> you send yourself sailing out the side of the ship, untethered. Oh. I'm putting a python into the ground. I'm wrapping my rope around it, but I'm jumping into the gravity well. No. <laughs> a gnome, a halfling, and a half-orc walk into a bar. I forget the middle part, but the punchline is feathers everywhere, and that's not my peanut butter. I cast Tasha's in his laughter. Climb aboard for Tales of the Voidfarer. Wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, my consequences have actions. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, way around. wait. Projectderailed.com.